We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It would kind of seem absurd that the guy who everybody right now thinks is one of the best or the best making a quarter of what the big star is making and outshining him in the booth. It would just seem pretty weird to me. Peter King on the upcoming Tom Brady replacement of Greg Olson. How about Peter King just flat out saying, it kind of is implying there at least that Brady will not be nearly as good as Greg Olson. Mm -hmm. Here's Greg Olson in the booth outshining the guy next to him who would make $37 million a year, Mm -hmm. Tom Brady. So we'll see how that goes. You had this. I, I, I'm glad you pointed out when Joe Montana left the game and got in the booth. It lasted nine games. Yeah, I have a similar expectation for Brady. We'll see what ultimately happens. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. You can uh, chime in on that if you want. I get an email and I want to. I want to ask everybody a question here. Maybe I should have put this as the Twitter poll to see how many people out there have uh, lost their minds. Ready? Got an email here about what the Bills should do at receiver. And it starts. Bills should grab two receivers, get good value, and free up cap room for digs on a trade. Pause. Okay. This is not going to be a let's get stupid, but... It's approaching on it, Does anybody it? make the case for trading digs is a good idea? Can anybody do it? Hold on a minute. I would say you want me. You want me to take a stab at it. Like I, I don't, I I don't wanna, believe it, but I could try to make the case for why someone would say, "Hey, let's trade Stephon Diggs." First off, if you trade Diggs, it's a thirty-one million dollar cap hit. Right. If you make it a post June one trade, it's a nine million dollar cap hit. But as Sal has pointed out, you can't use that other money until June, which by that free point, agency is done. It's done. Yeah. There's so no, there's nobody left. You're saving. You have more cap room, but you can't use the money. And then okay. the next year, it costs you $22 million. 22 on next year's, the following year's Which cap. is basically like having him on the team. It's almost the same. It, like, if was cap, it'll be this year's $27. you are spending it to have him on not Somebody on the team next team. year. Right. Right. So, okay, let's move a little further down the line here. What do you expect to get for Stefan Diggs? And the, this does not mean the player is bad. Trades require you to give a team compensation and then pay a guy what he's owed on his contract. I mean, Diggs is very good. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. He's been good. He's been awesome his entire Bills career until the last eight games, and people are mad about the drop. A drop on a drive that they did ultimately get to that spot on the field on the same drive, right? They kept moving down the field. That was a first and ten pass. Mm -hmm. So, let me double check that's the same drive. Anyway, we're mad about the drop. He had the drop on the deep ball, and that stinks. Trading Stephon Diggs. They are desperate for wide receiver. And you think they should trade him for a second-round pick? What? Who should do that? What other team should do that? If I'm another team, I wouldn't trade for Diggs. I would just, shocker here, draft a receiver. It's a stud class. Who Mm -hmm. wants Diggs? 
And again, I don't say that like no one would want him. If you cut him, he'll have tons of opportunities. Oh, yeah. He would he'll get, go wherever he, he wants. Get, he would probably get a big contract. Too. Yes. Just shorter term, I'm sure. But, you know, like someone would give him a three-year deal for $20 million a year. Absolutely. Right now they would. But now you got to, on top of it, spend... A, 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 an asset, a premium draft asset, even if it's just one. They're not going to get the Tyree Kill package in, in a million years. Right. Because Hill, you had contract control, and you had... How old was he when the Chiefs traded him? Like 28, 27? Younger than Diggs. Can we at least say that? He was younger than Diggs was. So you're trading an older receiver by receiver standards. You're trading a guy that's not... Tyree Kill was coming off... A 75-yard touchdown Tyreek, against the Bills. Tyreek Hill's first season with Miami, Miami, he was 28. Okay. So they traded him, yeah. So 27-28 at time of trade, 28-year-old season. So multiple years younger than what Diggs is about to walk into, where he'll turn 31 during next season. Yeah. So that on top of it, and listen, you might even hear that and go, well, you know, if I'm really hitting the refresh button on that whole position... You know, what are you really doing? You're trading Stephon Diggs for, let's say it's a second-round pick. I'm trading him for, uh, Josh, who's your guy from Texas, Adonai Mitchell? Adonai Mitchell. Adonai Mitchell. All right, you're trading him for Adonai Mitchell. Here's the problem. Because of $9 million on the books this year and $22 million on the books next year, like next year, you're basically spending $22 million for Adonai Mitchell. Right. You're not even really getting the benefit of the young, cheap receiver. You're getting the young receiver. You're not getting cheap because you're basically paying someone else the digs money yeah. to have the rookie which right. there that for that just foregoes the rookie contract or at least half of it and i i also saw so peter king who we played there about brady and greg olson he had said in his monday morning quarterback or whichever column that the, the, the bills should probably do roster surgery yeah on the digs deal and digs might not like it Con- that, contract surgery yeah so thank you he Con- says at the end of it i expect digs to not be happy about okay it. that is peter king's opinion on what the bills might do with his contract and i saw last night some online people finger quotes tired of the digs drama he didn't say anything no it's peter, peter king, king gave an opinion on what the bills might do with his contract and then it's the way he phrased it, isn't it kind of him giving an opinion on what Diggs would feel about it? Yes. I mean, I want to give Peter King some credit. Like he's as plugged in in the league as anybody, but he didn't. He didn't quite label it as like he didn't say sources say Diggs would be unhappy with it. It's it, but it's kind of phrased as his. It's framed as his opinion on what Diggs would feel about it, which is often what Diggs drama. Ends up being. People telling you how he probably will feel. Yeah, or how or, they're guessing that he feels. Right. I mean, that's usually what the Diggs drama is. It's possible. It's possible. Like, I don't know. Would Diggs be happy that the Bills basically lock him in to, the, to Buffalo for the rest of his career? But, I, but I, I, even I'm telling you, I have no idea. But it doesn't even matter, too. This is part of what Diggs said at, at training camp last year. Maybe it was training camp. Maybe it was one of the other ones. Recently. I think it was during the season. During where, the season, where he said the thing about like, does it matter? It how... doesn't. It doesn't matter if I'm happy or yeah, not. Yeah, that was. Dur- I think it was mid season. Yeah, he said that, which is a good look into how he operates. It doesn't matter what I think about it. I'm under contract. I'm here. I'm going to do everything I can to win and be the best I can be. And halfway through this season, he was having his best year. Mm-hmm. And then they changed offensive yep. coordinators, and things went away. And I kind of want to put my hand up here and just say. I'm sorry. Has, have, have, how many people have decided that production from Diggs that went off a cliff means that the elite tier wide receiver instantly hit a wall and not 
that the relatively young offensive coordinator didn't have all of the answers. Which of those two is more likely? The latter. You're signing with Joe Brady over Diggs here? It doesn't even have to be necessarily a conflict. Just, hey, they didn't really get Diggs going in the second half. The coach, the coordinator, and the quarterback all said, we've got to get that going if we're going to be the best version of ourselves. And they did get him behind the safety against the Chiefs, and he dropped the ball. Guys make mistakes. Josh throws picks. Receivers get drops. Mm-hmm. Running backs have fumbles. Throughout the season, one of the one of the overarching themes is when somebody makes a mistake, you go back to them. I was watching a podcast between uh, Shannon Sharp and Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. They're talking about this. And Shannon Sharp's getting after digs about that's why you don't open your mouth is because when you make a mistake, people come for you. And Chad Johnson said on that drop, what they should do is go right back to them. That's what mm-hmm. you do. Guys drop passes. It's going to happen. And for... I mean, I don't know. Did they throw at him again after that play? They it's, might They might not have. It's I don't, a good question. I don't remember, though. I mean, there's a play where we all look and say Allen maybe should have, but didn't. Yes, right. But yeah. who knows if that's, you know, in his mind. But the point is, like, you have a player that has been wall of fame caliber for you since the day he got here. Mm-hmm. And after, is it the drop? Is it the on the sidelines against Cincinnati? Like, people soured on him, and I'm not even sure how many it is. But the Diggs has to go crowd is off their rocker. <laughs> You're out of your mind. They don't have receivers, mm-hmm. and you want to get rid of him. And what's your plan? Your plan is to sign a nine million dollar receiver veteran. Who's yes. that going to be? Your 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 receiver. The only plan you could have is you're moving him for that second round pick. You're going to eat all that money and think that's a good idea. You're going to hope to hit on that second round receiver. And then, okay, so I can't use the money I free up by trading him till June. So what are your options? You're basically crossing your fingers that a DeAndre Hopkins is going to get cut by his team. And that's the route you're going. But how different is that than what you're getting from, from a Diggs? You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're doing all of that. You're taking all of that risk. And you're eating all that dead money. Because you're going to pray that someone lets go of DeAndre Hopkins and then you're able to sign that guy. That's the only plan right. I can yeah. even fathom that like you even build a competent receiving core with. Because that's where I can't even listen to the idea of trading digs is. We already know how big a hole receiver is. And you can make your case for like sell now because it's about he's about to hit a cliff. I don't necessarily believe that. But if you're and ever going to if- have that take, now's the time, I guess, to do it. But if you move him... I just I don't I don't know how you think that's helping Josh Allen. No, at this point it's it, it's either sunk cost or it's all right, fine, he might be paid a little more than he should be, but we're going to deal with that. It's a little bit like and you don't really have an alternative. No. Your if, alternative if, 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 is to lock him in even longer, which is right, the you, only you, thing they can really you do. You restructure and then further down the line you take your cap hit. Yeah. And you do it when whoever you drafted this year in the first round is clearly ready to take over wide receiver number one status. Yeah. That's when you can comfortably move on and take your cap hit. Right yeah, now... They really can't do it for like three more years. No. And, they, and that's and before they, a restructure. And they shouldn't want to either. Like, right. Everything's fine. Things will be fine. The idea of trading digs is planes, trains, and automobiles. You're going the wrong way. Right. You're, why in the world would the Bills do that? To, to have the receiver core be Kendrick Bourne... Khalil Shakir and two rookies. Yeah. That's your is that the idea? 
because you don't have money I mean, really spe- I guess that can work but it is super risky. It's super risky. And now right you're walking into a season without a guy you know is going to produce for you. Not not a guy that you know you could trust on being a number 1. What you're doing I guess what 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 is if I'm trying I'm working hard to like try to make the case like why would anybody want to do this? Why they're they're thinking of the Hill trade. That's the only place I can Which get to. You're not getting the value. Right. You're like just... you want to make the Tyree Kill trade. I don't think you can make the Tyree Kill trade with Stefan Diggs on multiple fronts. The biggest difference there and this is why I think it's so different and you just can't compare the two. You can't magically hit a button and say, make the Tyree Kill trade, give me multiple first-round picks, and then I'm going to go use those first-round picks at the receivers, and Diggs' cap it just disappears. When the Chiefs did that, Hill was up for a contract, or he was coming up for a contract. He had one year left, maybe. He wanted to be paid the highest number right. in the sport. The, the Chiefs weren't locked into anything and, because they hadn't paid him yet. The Bills just gave, this is the first year of Diggs' extension. Being big money. Yeah, yeah. They gave him a four-year extension, and he's under contract for this season and then three more after that. So, like, this is the start of it, and it's the opposite of Hill, who was at the end of it. So, even if you got to a place where, let's hit the refresh button, let's go all young, let's do what the Packers did, let's go draft a bunch of receivers, and let's go young and let's go cheap. It you can't, you just can't. And by the way. I know, they're in the Super Bowl for a second consecutive year. The Chiefs are not in the Super Bowl because they turned around the Tyree Kill trade and then hit on all of their receiver picks. If anything, that was the thing that almost held them back from making the Super Bowl was they haven't been able to replace Tyree Kill in the wide receiver core. They made it in they made the Super Bowl in spite of what their plan was at wide receiver post Tyree Kill. And they did it with defense. I've right. got a, I've got exactly. a stat, I've got a stat on their defense which is kind of well alarming in a good way for the Chiefs. Jake in Buffalo though before we do that. Jake, good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going, guys? I just had uh, one little tidbit. I know a decade ago we were all very disappointed when we used two first round picks and we got Sammy Watkins. It didn't make a lot of sense at the time, but I think this is our year. I think we need to trade a first round future pick, get in the top 10, get in the top 15, get the franchise wide receiver. This team deserves and then can be the replacement for Diggs two or three years from now. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jake. It, moving up, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot, and it's going to be really hard yeah, to sure. figure out how high they could get and who they could do it for until we're going to be 15 picks into the first round before we have a real feeling on whether or not they would trade up. But I don't think I'll ever get to a place before the draft where I feel like it's possible they can get in the top 10. No. That, that to me, I mean, the extent of it. You want to trade their future first-round pick? At best, I think they're getting to the middle of the first round. Yeah. So, who are you talking about? How, like, maybe we'll get there, where Brian Thomas is so much better of a prospect than Lad McConkey right. or that's, that's, Des that, Walker that, that I'm going to go do that. Brian Thomas is a good name because he tends to be one of the first ones people talk about after those big three. Right. So, okay, do I want to trade my future first-round pick to go get Brian Thomas? I mean, if they did it, I'd be excited, and like I would understand the ramifications of what that would cost, and I might not like that part of it, but we'll see. I don't, I don't know what idea I love yet. All I know is that I love that they got to do something, and trading digs is not doing something. That is so working against. It's so working against it. The only interesting part of Peter King's article to me about like the 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 digs part of it is if that does come to fruition, that like. Well, I guess the Bills don't even have to 
if they wanted to manage his contract, they don't even have to, I don't think, go to him on it. They can just do it. Often, so, that is most often the case that you can just restructure deals. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'd have a conversation with him before they did that. Um, but I don't, I've, there's nothing concrete enough that I've ever heard or seen or heard Diggs say that makes me think he's going to push the eject button. And again, he walks into Brandon Bean's office today and says, I want to be traded. I think Brandon Bean might just shrug, her sh- shrug his shoulders and go, okay, I I just, what, what do you want me to do? I, I don't have the cap space to eat $31 million. So I respect your opinion and what you might want, but there's nothing I can do. That's where they're at. That's where they would, excuse me, that's where they would be at even if you had Diggs walking in and making a demand like that. It's, just, it's 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 a different planet, I think. I mean, if they do it, it would be wild. I just you'd be you'd be starting almost at zero from your receiver group. You'd, they they you'd would have, be starting. At you'd zero. have Khalil Shakir, and that's about it. Yeah, there's just there is no there is no the, the the cap's not real, right? But there is no work. There is no you trade Diggs and you replace his money with Michael Pittman. Like that's not an idea that's on the table. They don't have that option. So. He's and I'm not. I don't need to rush him off the team. I to your earlier question about like what is it? Did defenses figure him out a little bit? And did Joe Brady maybe not know quite yet how to get him the most involved? Or did he hit a wall? I'm not betting on the fact that he hit a wall. I've got enough people that study the film and chart the Matt Harmons of the world that are charting his success rate. Pro Football Focus on Diggs had an article a couple weeks ago. They're like the guy was getting open. The guy was still separating, maybe not like he was four years ago, but I am a believer that with another good receiver to take some of the attention away, that that's going to free him up more than ever and or more since, you know, more than last year. And we're not going to be wondering about Diggs crashing and burning next year because it's just going to be better than it was in the second half of this year. It's one of the jobs for Joe Brady. 803-0550. Guys at One Bills Live had a Twitter poll. Like, who's most important for Allen in this this season? Like, which which player, which piece of the offense mm-hmm. is the most important piece for Josh Allen going into next year? And I'll pull up the results of that poll. It was, your options were, aside from Josh Allen, which player is most important? Diggs reemergence, Shakir Kincaid next step, rookie receiver production, or other? And Shakir, Shakir Kincaid next step came in at number one. Really? Yeah, which is surprising to me because... That well, would have been like my third option, I think. Right, because while, while those two are clearly very good, very efficient pieces, and Kincaid might become one of the top three tight ends in the sport. Yeah, I had a guest on yesterday that said that he's his number two ranked dynasty tight end good, going forward. Good, good. Yeah. Um, but I think Diggs' reemergence is really important. It's, it's almost yeah. like... <laughs> it's almost like people kind of forgot like what Diggs has done over the last three years. Since he got here, Allen and Diggs have combined for the most, almost every receiving stat in the league. Yeah, Those two. It's one of the best tandems in the league. They had a rough eight games. He dropped a pass in the playoffs, and it's get him out of here. We'll take a $31 million cap hit. Yeah. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. The way Bean sounded in his end-of-season press conference, I think he believes that number three fixes number one. 
rookie, on that poll. Rookie receiver production. Yeah. They, they, if they draft a guy and he's good and he can separate and he gets open down the field, whatever, they hit on their receiver two idea. And even if Shakir Kincaid take another step or not, they were both productive last year. To me, I don't even know if I need that. If you get three, I think you get one. Maybe it's not that simple. I expect that to be the case, though. If they draft, they find their way to Brian Thomas or Troy Franklin or any of Xavier Worthy, and that guy is really good right away. And I had a tweet on this yesterday that, like, in the last four drafts, we're talking about, like, a 75% hit rate on these first-round receivers. So they do that, and they hit on the receiver. I'm expecting Diggs to look like Diggs. 8030550. Ron and Alden before the break. Hey, Ron. Hey, real quick, two questions. I don't know. Is there a site out there that shows you how many times Diggs would have been open, like like the last play of the game versus KC where he was wide open and they did not throw to him? And secondly, didn't he get hurt in one of the games like in the middle of the season where people pointed out ever since then his production failed? And those are just two questions. I don't know. I thought I heard something about an injury, I don't know, maybe Jacksonville or something, where he was hurt and he never looked the same after. And I think that's a bigger problem, though, than Diggs falling off the face of Thanks, I'll hang up. Thanks, Ron. There was the mid-foot sprain late in the season, but then there was also... He got listed with like a back injury at some point during the middle of the year, but that yes. was like only for one week. And if you follow on Twitter Bill's account, Thigh Doctor, there was also some evidence that maybe there was a, a bit of a was it a thigh injury or something, or like a, yeah. a leg and hip kind of issue, but they didn't really say it. And when McDermott was asked about it, he said, you know, nothing that would make a difference to my knowledge. So, you know. If if they want to use that as an excuse or as a contributing factor, they can say that. They just kind of didn't. 803-0550, to join us. Jeremy and Joe with you on WGR. You can give us a call. Eric Edholm from Mobile, Alabama, uh, on the Senior Bowl, coming up at 9 here on WGR. This is the Lombardi presentation music. See Michael Strahan caught flack because at the NFC Championship ceremony, he attempted to talk to the GM before the owner. Wait. He asked John Lynch, like, John Lynch, you're here, you've done it. And then, like, oh, whoops, sorry. It's supposed to go to President Jed York. He kind of posed the question to John Lynch. Yeah. And you're not, you're supposed to interview the owners. Which, again, we. Do we say this every year? One of the weirdest things in sports is talking to the owners after they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a pretty. I did they get the trophy first? Yeah, they get the trophy and they get interviewed on the podium. Hey, all right. The only sport that does that, right? Isn't it? Uh maybe depending on the owner. I don't know. I think the NBA gives it to the owner right away. But do they first. interview? Is the question? They don't interview them. No, no, no. Not that. Not that I know of. Yeah. 8030550, Jeremy and Joe. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, Senior Bowl week. Josh Allen, golf season as well. He's uh, at Pebble Beach today. 
for the or maybe Spyglass today and Pebble tomorrow. Spyglass and Pebble, the two courses in the uh, Pebble Beach Pro Am, which features Brady, Josh Allen, Rogers, Steve mm-hmm. Young, Pau Gasol, yeah, and others. One thing just to round out our digs conversation from last segment, the ESPN analytics, like their open score stats from this season versus last season. If you look at where Diggs really hit a cliff, I mean, he went down in terms of how open he was by this metric. He went from 7th in the NFL to 22nd. Okay. So he went down, but he was still, Good. in terms of getting open, like a, a legit number one. He was above Justin Jefferson. And getting open. And getting open. Where he really went down is his catch score. Yeah, he dropped. Right. He, he had a lot of drops yeah. this year. He went from 6th to 124th. Oof. That, that's where it really went down. That's a stat, though. That's an area where I might want to predict you get an easier... To, you, you can get to positive regression, I think, a lot easier sure. than when, his ability to get open. When's the last time you heard that a receiver's game was gone because their hands didn't work anymore? Right. just doesn't happen. Right. I almost I don't want to say he got unlucky, but like I kind of want to say that. That he just had a he had an unlucky season. He had a, he had a bad, bad year. he had a bad year catching the football, and because he's been so good at catching the ball in the past, I, I kind of want to predict that he'll get back to it. There's one of the I got one more follow up thought to Diggs as well, um, which is as we go into this draft and talk tons of receivers, you'll you'll find a lot of conversations about contested catches. I want a guy that can be a contested catch guy, right? You'll see highlights of jumping up over a corner, 50-50 balls, and all that. And I think that sometimes there's a bit of a misconception that the big guys are the guys that are the best at contested catches because it's not always true. Because Diggs, for for most of his career, Joe, he has been one of the top guys in the NFL at contested catches. So as we all, you know, pick through which receivers we like in this draft, don't necessarily assume contested catch means big guy because there are plenty of guys that have not been huge monsters on the outside that are very, very good at contested catches. That's all. 8030550, Tomorrow's Groundhog Day, and the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Next week is Super Bowl week. If you are going to Vegas, want to hear a list of parties that you can go to for the Super Bowl 58? If you had to go to one Super Bowl party, okay, let's figure out what you would go to. Which Super Bowl party? They're all in Vegas. So They're that's all good. in Las Vegas. I guess Vegas is usually a great place to go to in general. Everyone says for the Super Bowl. Now it's there. Have you never been to Vegas? Time. I've never been to Vegas. Got to do that. Does everybody have to go to Vegas? Yes. Is it a? Is it a? I mean, I've been. It's a must. Five times, I think. I think I think it feels like yes. I feel like I can't I can't live my life and not get there once, at least. Okay. I gotta see uh, Shania Twain doing a residency. <laughs> okay. Super Bowl parties next week. Which one would you go to? Mike Ditka and Ron Jaworski's Cigar Club. No. Don't even want to hear the description. I mean, I feel like I know. Brian what's Urlacher Hold on. will let be me, there. Let me guess on the description. <laughs> uh, high top tables. Lots of cigars and lots of conversations how analytics are ruining football. <laughs> right? That's pretty that's pretty good. Yep. Ditka comes in and he says, if you can tell me what neutral zone pass rate means, you can't come in the door. Yep. How about Shaq's Funhouse? In. Shaquille O'Neal. Done. Hosting yes. a party that lives up to its name. He'll be DJing. Yep. 
full carnival, games, rides, six hours of open bar and food. Yes. Yes. Snoop Dogg, Dua Lipa, expected as guests. Ooh, that's a contender, too. Adam Levine, also. Oh, these are guests. I thought it was a separate votes. party. No, oh, these, yeah. these are all will be at Shaq's Funhouse. This is this is the number one in the clubhouse right now? Definitely. All right. How about... Let's go to the, the Madden Bowl that will have rapper Big Boy... And a Madden Madden to play for everybody. Green Day also will be performing. Man, they're getting some every, every every one of these parties is like a big ticket like event. So basically, you play Madden and you listen to Green Day live. <laughs> uh, that's like time travel for me. I would just be going back in time. No, I'm still going to Shaq's party. How about Gronk Beach, hosted by Rob no. Gronkowski? No, I'm not going. <laughs> Lizzo, Russell Westbrook. No. Expected VIPs. Is that going to be at Mandalay Bay? Uh, I mean, if it's called Gronk Beach, I'm assuming it's there's at a, a beach. There's, there's a it's beach. At, there's, it's at a beach club at the Wynn in oh, Las okay, Vegas. Okay, they got a beach club, too. No. I'm, Not still, I'm still going to Shaq's Funhouse. This one is funny. Sports Illustrated, The Party. Even though I thought they shut down. BB Rexa, The Chainsmokers, Kygo, set to take the main stage. Still going to Shaq's Party. Okay. One more to try to get you off here, unless I can find one more. How about Guy Fieri's Flavortown Tailgate? Yes. 100%. No question. 15 restaurants, Triple D specials, dozens of bars, tons of tailgate funds, surprise guests. I don't know if it says who the guests are, but country music. Guy Fieri. A Ferris wheel will be at Guy Fieri's Tailgate. No, I'm still going to Shaq's. Wow, we're not gonna get we're not gonna get you off of Shaq's party. Nope. Is there anything else here that I think there's so many of these parties that I could get you there? Mm, this one's got a picture of Jay Z on it. Flipper Roller Boogie Bal- Palace Big Game. What words were party. just said to me? That's that's the, those are the list. Of the, those are the what words. are these people? Flipper Roller Boogie Palace Big Game Party. I don't know if that's a place or a it's, person. I, I don't know either. Hosted by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. I thought Snoop was guesting over at Shaq's party. They must be. It's on a different day, I think. Okay. All right. So Snoop's, Snoop's going to be around. Uh, coastal Mexican-flavored bites. Performance by Hardy and Diplo. These are these people you've heard of? How far are we from college bowl games just becoming Super Bowl parties. Like the Pop-Tarts party. <laughs> just have the Pop-Tarts a, party and you can come eat the mascot. There, I would there, go to that. There's got to be a, a Pop-Tarts uh, party here. That's, this, is, this is a good... There's like 15 of these parties, so I don't see a Pop-Tarts one, though. We have an Uber party. They have their own party. Visa Cash App has their own Super Bowl party. The Formula One team from the, the Visa Hash... Visa Cash App Formula One team yeah. will have all of their uh, all of their racers there. Kendrick Lamar will be performing. All right. Still Shaq's Funhouse? Yep. Okay. Still going to Shaq's Funhouse. We can't, we can't get him away from that nope. one. Nope. Come on. Who's better than Shaq? Shaq is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would trust. Right. It's about the person. I, would tr- I don't even need the description. You tell me Shaq's throwing a party, I think I would trust Shaq to throw a good party. I mean, he's DJing, so he's taking ownership DJ of it. DJ Diesel. That's right. All right, good parties. Oh, sorry, last one. 
they're the part of actually going back to the Sports Illustrated one. Part of it is you can well, do you have to win it? You get to golf at the SI Invitational Cup at the Country Club adjacent with guests that will be golfing. You could play with the likes of Max Crosby and more. Max Crosby, Justin Tuck, Michael Strahan, Pete Wentz, Kendra Wilkinson, and Fat Joe. Want to golf with them? No. All right, Shaq. I'm all right. Shaq's, Shaq's party. Shaq's the winner. Yeah. Speaking of Super Bowl parties. A.K.A. waste management parties. <laughs> waste management open parties. Yeah. I'm trying to think about, doesn't it feel like we, I don't know, it's the Chiefs again. Who's in the mood to party? You guys yeah, should get together yeah. with friends and family like you might for Thanksgiving. but I think you gotta, though. Yeah? Right. You can't not. I, I'm at a point in my life where I can't not go to a Super Bowl party. Okay. What am I, I going to do? Watch the game at home by myself? Like, No. Right. I don't want to do that. Not to disparage anybody that might do that. Me. Just I mean, not by myself. But we'll probably just watch it home with my, my wife and the kids will go to bed at halftime. I, I, I can't feel even... like I need the distraction of all the people around me and all the dips and all the snacks. I need that distraction so that I'm not just consumed by my frustration that I'm sitting there watching the Chiefs again. Yeah. I think I need the party. Would it? Are are, are you going to parties where, where, in commercial breaks, people yell at everybody to quiet down so you can watch the commercials? Yes. Okay. And so, and especially the halftime show. There was almost a brawl ooh. at the party I was at. Was it last year or two years ago? Because people were talking during the halftime show. Who was it that year? Uh, Rihanna. Did that would have been last year then? Yeah, last year. Had to, had to hear it. Hmm. And it was good. But you just couldn't talk. It was like the holding up the quiet please signs at a golf tournament during the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, commercials too. Really, the the, the the place you wanted to talk the most was during the game. Again, I need the distraction away from... I need all the distractions I can need. Squares, I need prop bets on what the Gatorade's going to be. I need the commercials, I need the halftime show, I need the friends. I need everything to not let me get annoyed that I'm watching Mahomes again. Again. Yeah, again. 803-0550. The stat on the Chiefs' defense, here it is for you, that it's an arbitrary number that's picked out, but what do the Chiefs have in common with the Baltimore Ravens of 2000? The 2000 Ravens? The 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Uh-huh. It's number of games they've held their opponents under 28 points. The Chiefs' defense, we spent the whole year talking about how their offense is not the same Yeah, because their offense used to score 30 regularly, and this year they don't. But this year their defense holds teams under 28 all the time. They don't have to score 30. And there's a point to be made there, because let's talk for five seconds about the AFC Championship game. As you watched Baltimore and Kansas City, Baltimore pitched a second-half shutout on them, right? It was 17-7, won 17-10. Yep. I totally think if Kansas City needed more points, they would have had more points. They were running the ball consistently in that second half, fully believing in their defense. They played a whole half of trust the defense. And if Baltimore had scored to make that game 17-17 with five minutes left, do you have any doubt that the Chiefs that had been shut out for the whole half would have gone right down the field and scored? Like, when they need it, they just go get it. Yeah. Yeah, you have confidence that they'll do it. But But their defense often this year has made it so they don't need it. Did you know the Bills scored the second most points on them all season? In their playoff game. Yeah. There was only one time all year 
that someone scored more points on the Chiefs than what the Bills did last week. I don't think that changes my thought on the game at all, but it's it's more of a credit to maybe we were just asleep at the wheel at that defense. I mean, the the problem was they might not have been allowing all these points. Problem for them getting attention was Cleveland and Baltimore this year were doing historic things defensively. So maybe the Chiefs defense flew under the radar because like the the Cleveland defense especially but Baltimore too were just on another level that was like unbelievable how good they were. Yeah. 8030550 tomorrow Groundhog Day and you know 9 days until the uh Super Bowl between the Chiefs or 10 days I should say it's on the coming up on the 11th. Pro Bowl games, don't forget about the Pro Bowl games. We get those too. Those are coming up. I don't even know what they are anymore. Hey Diggs is going playing to playing dodgeball. It's a great question. Will Diggs say something at the Pro Bowl that gets news? No, that gets not. spun the wrong way. <laughs> He'll do podcasts too, doesn't he? Usually do podcasts like during Super Bowl week. We'll sure, get, we'll get some content. Yeah, maybe over the next ten days. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to be a part of the show, Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Are you following the story about things falling out of the sky in North Tonawanda? Uh, n- n- no. No? You don't, you, you don't know there about this? There are things falling out of the sky in North Tonawanda? You guys don't know about this story? What, is that, what does that mean? Like, things from another planet? Uh, no. Is this the beginning of an alien invasion? I don't know about that. It's It's been tweeted, it's been stories on the news, News 4 Buffalo, uh... That a strange situation, North Tonawanda residents in one neighborhood have complained in recent weeks of fecal matter landing on their homes. From from from, from the sky? And they are saying the city has been has tested it and said it's likely waste from an airplane. But come on. Yeah. But they that airplanes don't dump that stuff. So I anyway, didn't it's, it's a little bit of a mystery at this I wouldn't point. think so. But it's happening like consistently? Uh, I think it's a developing story. This wasn't just like a a one-time thing? No. FAA is looking into it. I mean, that's the only place it could come from. Unless we are talking... Uh, You've got the story the FAA is ex- looking ex- into it? Extraterrestrial uh, yeah. beings, I'm just saying. Yeah. There you there go. There was a report from uh, Jeff Prevel yesterday, News 4. The FFA officially says it is looking into reports from residents of fecal matter raining on their homes. Yeah. That's 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 one way to ruin your day. That. <laughs> you know, like, the, the... Just walking down the street. And, yeah, I think that would, uh, that, would, that would do it. That'd be worse than, like, getting a bird that pooped on your head. Yes. Because at least that one, you know where it came from. Right. You ever had that happen? No. Uh, no. They say it's good luck, and I think they say that just because right when it happens, you want, they want you to feel a little bit better. Like, oh, it's good luck. Have you had that happen? Yes. Was it lucky? Did something? Did you win, did you win anything immediately after? Not memorable, no. <laughs> the no. only mem- memory was that it happened? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Not on my head, but like on my shoulder or on my leg or something, like a couple times. I think it's happened like once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had it. I don't even think I've ever had it come close. Eric Edholm, NFL.com, joins us on the other side. A little Senior Bowl practice chatter. We'll get to him. There's a story at ProFootballTalk.com from uh, Mike Florio about, or from Michael David Smith about Tom Brady Sr. 
giving his thoughts on Bill Belichick. Yeah, this is good. Basically that he's a great coach, but his interpersonal skills are horrible. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. He runs a military system. It's a different generation. Worth mentioning, Michael Mc Mike McDonald gets the job as the Seahawks coach. Yep. 36. Nobody even blinks anymore. No. Gerard Mayo, 37. Mike McDonald, 36. I mean, when McVay got a job, what was he, 30? 32, I think. Mc McVay was the youngest coach for a while. He's still the third youngest coach. Yeah. And now, coaches getting hired young. It's just... Nobody blinks. Sean McDermott is 47, and he's the 10th oldest coach in the league. I mean, that's that's pretty and wild. He got, he got the job at then 40. He was pretty young. 40, 42. 40. Yeah, no, he would have been 40. Yeah. I mean, this didn't used to... How? Uh, when did this start? Like five years... Was it McVay that started this, where guys were starting to get hired in their 30s? Like, this did not happen that much before McVay. No, right? it used to be that you couldn't be a coach because you couldn't you didn't have enough experience and now guys just, you know, shoot up the ranks much faster and getting a job in your thirties is not unusual at all. Right. Whether that's these guys are more prepared or if it's interpersonal skills. I mean, would it it, it might or it could be, be just teams just realizing that like you don't there might have been a sentiment before of like you kinda gotta earn it. You gotta earn your stripes a little bit. And now it's just if we think you could do the job well, but you've only been on your previous position for one year, we don't care. Like, we don't need you to do it for eight years. Yeah. For confirmation, you're a good coach. If you do it for two years, then we'll we'll bring you right in. I think I think it says a lot about teams and how they've adjusted. Well, Joe Brady is 34. If right. he has a great year with Josh Allen, he's a candidate. 34. Look at all the 30-year-old coaches. McDonald, Mayo, McVay, O'Connell, Steichen, Callahan, Ryans. All under 40 years old. All recent hires. Yeah. Like, Mike McDaniel is not even one of the 10 youngest coaches in the league. Makes you wonder. Or maybe who, he's right at 10. Like, Belichick getting hired would be such an outlier just because of hiring a guy that old. Right. Just kind of doesn't happen. Like, right. who who's the oldest coach hired on this cycle? Um, That's a good question. The oldest coach hired on this cycle is Antonio Pierce. And he is? 45. No, scratch that. Raheem Morris at 47. 47. So you had a 47-year-old and a 45-year-old. They were the two oldest. The hirings last year, it's Jonathan Gannon, Frank Reich, yeah. Sean Payton's the oldest one, D'Amico Ryan's Shane Steichen. Like, Sean Payton would have been it. Sorry, I missed another one. Jim Harbaugh. Oh, of course. 60. Ah, there you go. 60. 60. That's an old hire these days. Yeah. Like, you just, you get a lot of guys in their 30s. All right, Eric Edholm, when we return on the Senior Boys down in Mobile, Alabama. We'll chat with him coming up here on WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.